Welcome to Los Levels Club. Welcome to Los Levels Club. I have with me today, Sir Michael. Hello. And myself, Timothy. Hello. We're a book club for games. And today we are. Today we're going to talk about. <laughs> What's it called? <laughs> Just Tears of the Kingdom. The Legend of Zelda. Tears of the Kingdom. I don't know. T O T K. So what is Tears of the Kingdom? Sequel to one of the greatest games of all time. D- do you agree it's one of the greatest games of all time? One of, yeah. One of the greatest games of all time. One of, okay, okay. And it is a direct sequel, which is quite rare in the Zelda franchise. Yeah, it is. So they basically had, what, like six years to build on what was a very strong foundation. Because it's, it's literally the same Hyrule and the same map, just with a lot of bells and whistles. And there was a lot of hype and a lot of mystery around this game. It's, it's funny to think that, you know, just a few months ago, because we're, we're playing this, we're playing this at launch. We didn't know anything. And now we know everything. Well... Maybe not everything, but we know we we know most of it, or at least I do, because I've played quite a lot. <laughs> and and I think at at the time there was fear that it was just going to be more Breath of the Wild, which I would actually have been satisfied with. But I think it's it is more more right. It's more than just big DLC. That th- you may disagree. Or I may not. Oh, okay. Okay, you're you're a bit more positive. I, I thought you were I thought you were maybe a bit down on this, but well we'll see. So it was released May twelfth, twenty twenty three. And Metacritic score now the dust has settled. Ninety-five. Is that a fair score? Yeah, that's a fair score. That is not a fair score. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it, it, it it should be better than Breath of the Wild. It should be at least as good or better than Breath of the Wild. I, I honestly think this is just like Metacritic is BS. This just goes to show it. I, I This game is more divisive. Yeah, it's more divisive because people are people just can't people can't have nice things. People can't admit things are good. I don't know. Can't admit things are good. What okay. What has got more than ninety-five on Metacritic for the Switch? Breath of the Wild at 97. Interestingly, Tears of the Kingdom, like day one, had 97. Mario Odyssey, 97. And of course, 
the house in Fata Morgana. Fata? Fata? I don't know. Fata, I, I go Fata with. Fata Morgana. <laughs> Fata's funnier. <laughs> Dreams of the Revenants edition on 96, which is obviously is better than Tears of the Kingdom. I don't know what I'm saying. You know? <laughs> have, you play, have, you, have you played it? No. I, what is this game? It's a visual novel. It's a visual novel. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I mean, I know you're a big visual novel fan. I'm, I assume you've played it, Ting. No, I had to make an exception I mean, for this. It's over 95. 40 hours, though, this thing is. I don't know. I, I think it is better than Breath of the Wild. I think it is Breath of the Wild, but just, you know, it, it's Breath of the Wild with a lot of the, I was going to say rough edges smoothed out, but it's not even like smoothing out. It's just just lots of quality of life things. You have to tell me about them later. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, wherever you got to, whatever. I mean, before we get into the actual details of the game as well, I also just want to put out here, I wish there was a Switch Pro or a Switch 2 because this this game would just be so much better if it, <laughs> if it looked a bit... It doesn't look bad at all, but the Switch is holding it back right like it's like old hardware and it's being really it's kind of incredible that it's running on the switch at all you know but there's there's times as well where they're just resorting to image processing you know like ai upscaling and stuff and it, and it's just got all sorts of weird visual artifacts or you know color banding and things because they're rendering it a low low resolution and upscaling it i don't know i just like i just wish it could be you know i mean not even 4k just like 60 frames per second and just sharper i had all these fears prior to the release and actually they've done a good job it never feels and i've never been to a place where i've lost i feel like oh it's running at a really low frame rate i mean have you have you got to kakariko village yet no i'm on my way okay and there's no obvious pop in you know because everything's done at such a large scale i expect detail to suddenly pop in at a certain point and if it that did happen actually that'd be quite immersion breaking yeah I, it it does work really really well i mean it is amazing and it's visually consistent and yeah it's true there's like no pop in even though you you have a huge like visual range you can see so far are you playing it handheld now yeah i mean so usually i play it docked but I have been traveling and thus playing it handheld. And actually, a lot of these things I was saying, they're not really so obvious in handheld mode either. And yeah, I definitely appreciate being able to play it handheld. It has been great. So you think that screen is okay? It's okay. I do not like that screen. I cannot play this game handheld. Oh, okay. I have to play docked with a monitor. I think my monitor is doing some of the lifting by upscaling to 1440p. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, saying things that'll get you cancelled by Nintendo, but you know, they don't know we exist, so it's okay. I think I think some people are saying some people I'm not doing this, but I'm I'm definitely not doing this. I'm playing on original hardware, but like people are saying the best experience is actually just playing it through an emulator, because then you can have it like be four K and sixty frames per second and like, you know. But you know, I ha- I haven't done have that. Have you watched any of these have you watched any videos? Yeah, I, I've seen some videos. I I, I I actually saw quite a funny bit where like you can tell lots of people must be doing this. There was a there was a bit on a YouTube video. They were they weren't even they just incidentally had Tears of the Kingdom footage and they, they had a funny caption at the bottom that said, uh, Nintendo, please don't ask why this footage is at 60 frames per second, lol. 
you know, because they had clearly been captured from an emulator. All right. And how much have you played? I don't know how much I've played. Oh, I think okay. it's between did, 10 did and 15 Did you tell you or is it, it just hasn't, you haven't looked or... It I haven't checked recently. Okay. I've definitely played more than 10 hours. I think it should be around 15 now. Okay. And where is that roughly story-wise? You're out, you're out of the tutorial. I don't feel like I've got, I've made much progress if I'm honest. I've got four points of interest to go to. And I was going to the northwest, but it looked too cold. Now I've decided to go to the east, <laughs> okay. to Kakariko Village. Oh, okay, good, good. You can experience the you can experience the frame rate fun. You you've got the paraglider then, and yes, you finished have, yeah. the Great Sky Island. I've got a horse. You've got a horse. Okay. Well, I have played around eighty-ish hours which is coincidentally the same amount I have played of Breath of the Wild. But in that time in Breath of the Wild, I had finished the game and then started doing the DLC stuff. Whereas here, I have not finished the game. So I have done those four point of interest quests that you've got. And I also just realized Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom both have the same structure as like Mass Effect and Dragon Age, which I absolutely dumped on, right? I was just saying like, it's so cookie cutter. You've got the four quests you can do in any order. And then you've got like the final, the final quest, right? So for some reason, it's okay in Zelda. I don't know. I, I'm just trying not to rush it. I'm, I'm just trying to play it at a pace and enjoy it. I don't know if it's the right time to talk about it. What? The buttons, the controls. You can talk about it. Did you have problems with the controls? Getting used to them and not mispressing a button. That's not, I don't mean mispressing. It's just not using the right button after the nth time, you know, after doing it for the nth time. I have been fine, honestly. Part of this is probably because I had been playing Breath of the Wild as like warm up for this. So when I first got back into Breath of the Wild, I was constantly messing up with like pushing jump when I didn't mean to or pushing run when I meant to jump or something like I had a lot of issues to begin with. But then it kind of obviously like muscle memory came back and whatever. And then because I had done that just before, Tears of the Kingdom was fine. Apart from instinctively pushing up when I wanted to switch powers and then because they changed the way that works in this but I like the new system better actually Tears of the Kingdom's version is better with the power wheel let's talk about your criticisms and then we'll come back we'll come back we'll come back to the mechanics okay okay because yeah I said that this game deserves a better score than Breath of the Wild like it deserves better on Metacritic because I think it's a better game but I do think it is funny that they just completely did not address what were two of the major criticisms of Breath of the Wild. Like they just literally have done nothing about them, as far as I can tell. Well, actually, that's not true. They have done something about them, but it's not the obvious solution. I mean, weapon durability, unashamedly back. And again, like I do understand why weapon durability is in Breath of the Wild. And I do understand why it's in Tears of the Kingdom. 
and the solution to it in Tears of the Kingdom is better than the solution in Breath of the Wild. Like the the fusing mechanic does alleviate a good chunk of the problems that durability has in Breath of the Wild. What what am I even trying to say here, right? Like weapon durability is to kind of force you to not just use one weapon all the time, right? It's to force you to have to to be cycling through, to be like using up resources. Like weapons are a resource. And what is the problem with this in Breath of the Wild? Like you've got good weapons and you just end up hoarding them because you don't you don't you know you don't I don't want to use my nice sword on this Bacoblin. I'm just gonna get some trash as a result, right? Whereas in Tears of the Kingdom, all your weapons are garbage. They're all trash, so it's fine. And the way you make a good weapon is by fusing, say, like a monster horn to it. And that's what you get for killing the enemies. So that that loop is less contentious. You know, there's there's less tension there. I don't agree. You don't agree? Yeah, I mean, it's still kind of annoying. I would still like it. I would still like it if I could just use a good sword and just be done with it, you know? Elden Ring this nonsense. And then the other major one, the dungeons. They're honestly still kind of crap. Is this a spoiler? Is it a spoiler? I don't know. I don't think, well, it's an opinion. It's an opinion. I did not like the dungeons. I I thought they were no better than the Divine Beasts. Maybe they're a little bit better. Maybe they're like 10% better. I don't know. Okay, maybe they're like 30% better. They're not like 900% better. That was the bar. Sorry. (laughs) They're okay. We can talk about that another time because you know you haven't done them yet, so it's going to be com- it's going to be a very one sided conversation, an even more one sided conversation than it usually is. Mechanics, gameplay. Let's start with the controls again. Is there a <laughs> okay, okay? Is there is there a slick way to fuse your weapons, or do you have to pull out the item from the menu, drop it on the ground, and fuse it? I pull out the item from the menu, drop it on the ground, and then fuse it. That's terrible. I, I don't. I don't know a better way. That is a terrible way to do it. That is a terrible way to do it. I think it's done that way. Because you should be just fusing stuff as you go, I guess. I don't know. It's rubbish. I agree. Oh, it's not completely rubbish, but it is a bit of a pain. It, it It's true because you, you literally have to be, you know, you'll be using a weapon and the thing on the end of it will break. And then you've got to pause the game and go into the, into the you know, the materials menu and then find like, a black bacoblin horn or something and then hold it and then unpause the game and then drop it on the floor and then fuse it. Yeah. Yeah. Mid battle. Mid battle. I mean, that's just, that what, that's just what I do. Well, actually I will probably switch to another weapon because I've, I've just got a few. I've got a few in reserve. Here's one I made earlier. 
That's what I do as well. But actually, I don't want to commit. I don't want to commit, actually. I want to commit at the end when I need to. Commit at the end? What? If I've used it, I can't can't unfuse them. So I've committed to that weapon. Oh, I see what you mean. I mean, just just get more weapon slots. It, this is a, this is a problem that becomes less and less as the game goes on because you just end up with more and more slots. But then again, I don't. It's half not, of yeah. my weapon slots are filled up with things that I'm holding on to just in case. So, or, or they're just too good to use. It's just like I've made like a magic like topaz rod or something, and I'm just like, oh, I don't want to damage the durability on this thing, and so I'm just like holding it and I never use it. But there should be a quick fuse where all they're doing is take the highest, is it the strongest? item and just fuse it to my the item in my hand to the weapon in my hand don't do that i'm I'm saving that for a special occasion okay fine and then should be another option for you but for everyone else <laughs> for everyone else who doesn't like to hoard yeah i i i didn't even think that was going to be your concern about the fusing i, I thought you're going to say like do you know let's say you want to throw like a fire fruit or a or a bright bloom or something not shoot it on an arrow but just throw it do you know how you do it um do i just not push up on the d-pad and just hold down r a then r can you can you do that i don't know i've been doing the opposite i've been throwing my weapon and then after i'm like ready to throw it then i push up to swap out my weapon for a thing i did, if you can do it the other way around that makes way more sense i didn't know you could do that because is it it's on the D-pass. It's on the quick select. So I assume you can quickly select it. I don't know. I thought the quick select was just if you want to drop stuff because you're going to fuse it. Because you can push up and then sort by fuse attack power and then push X, I think, to drop a thing. So that yes, would be can. the other way to do it. But I didn't think you could throw from there. But maybe you can now you've said that. Maybe you can. So maybe both our concerns are just like whining because actually <laughs> they've got a solution. We just don't do it. You can't auto you can't fuse easily. You have to drop on the floor. You don't you don't want it to get dirty. <laughs> it's weird. I, yeah, I don't want to drop on the floor. Why dropping on the floor doesn't make any sense. Anyway, let's move on. Actually, because it's not the most important mechanic in the game. Yeah, we this is like fuses like the fuses like the least interesting mechanic. I mean, actually that's not true. There's plenty of interesting things about it, but I I don't know. It's the one I care for the least. The other mechanics are way more interesting. I mean, there's the obligatory. Everyone was saying like, oh, the Legend of Zelda nuts and bolts, right? It was just like this comparison to the Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts game because no one wanted it. I don't know. Is that the other main comparison? But it is kind of fun. So, yes, we've got Fuse, but there's also Ultra Hand. Ultra Hand is like, Ultra Hand is surely the signature ability. It's like yeah. magnesis, but just for everything. And then it just glues things together. And then you have ascend, which which is really weird, like as a concept. You just can ascend straight into things that are directly above you. It's very useful for like climbing up things, as so long as there are overhangs, I guess. And good for exiting wells good for exiting wells and caves and so on yes and then recall which is the time rewindy power which you can get up to all sorts of shenanigans with like i don't use recall as much as i should i think 
I mean, I'm usually trying to solve puzzles the, you know, the right way in air quotes, because I can see there's an intended solution. And I usually try and do that because I guess that's the most fun sort of. But you can just get up to all sorts of nonsense. Like I have seen. Well, things you can do with recall, right? You can. You can grab like a platform of some sort which can be which can just be a rock with ultra hand and you can hold it in the air and then drop it then use recoil on it so it goes back into the air and then while it's just hovering in the air you then use ascend on it so you can use that to just like ascend in the middle of nowhere and just get some height or let's say you need to carry something up a cliff you can lift it up and hold it in place then drop it and then recall it and then while it's floating there you can climb up the cliff and then essentially hand it to yourself so it's just like all sorts of little workarounds you can do with you know recall that's not even getting into physics jank i think you can physics jank fling yourself at like nine thousand <laughs> miles an hour straight up with it as well <laughs> and actually one of the I, I was generally trying to avoid spoilers for this game, but like one of the unavoidable videos I saw, I think it was just like on Twitter or something. And I just saw it. This is, I'm going to have to find this link because it's so ridiculous. And if I say this and I can't find the link, I'm just going to sound insane. But I definitely saw a video where someone made a giant dick out of like a log and two boulders with ultra hand. And then they just spun it round and round and round and round and then cast recall on it. So it was spinning round and round on its own. And then they woke up a Hinox and the Hinox chased them and walked into the path of this dick that was just like slapping it around the face like over and over and over again and killed it. <laughs> this giant wooden dick that they had made. And I was like, this is so childish, but it's also hilarious. <laughs> And that was just, you know, like on day one. Imagine imagine what people are building now. Do you have auto-build? I don't have auto-build. I got auto-build quite late. Which is to say, I think I didn't get it until maybe like 20 hours in. Because I just, <laughs> I just like missed it. It is, it is much better than I thought it was though. Because... I also didn't miss it because I was just like, eh, I can just build things by hand. Who cares? I, I didn't realize that auto build lets you build things when you don't actually have the right materials for it. So you build something with auto hand and then auto build will just remember that you built it and you can favorite it. So it just stays in the list. It's, it's basically got like recent history and also some favorites or, or also schematics that you can find like in the world. And if the right pieces are around you, they'll sort of just like magically glue together and make the thing. But if the right pieces are not around you, it will use Zonite just to make the things. So it's just like super handy. Like if you want a car, you can just like summon a car whenever. And, and actually, I got to admit, the thing I use it for the most is just summoning two springs stuck together as a budget Rivali scale. So are you, are you not enjoying it? Do you not like the building? No, I don't like the building. I oh. think this is I think this is a result of I think it really breaks the pacing of the game, maybe because I'm so bad at building. 
Uh, so I, I, actually, I I think the 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 start of the game is very building heavy because you've got to build a lot of stuff because it's just tutorial zone, right? But then now you've got the paraglider and you're just off on your own devices. Like if you don't want to build stuff, just don't build stuff. I do. I, I do. I can I can see what you're saying because there has been less building already, and maybe there's a shortcut to get Koroks to the right place without having to build something. Yeah, strap a rocket on them and launch them. <laughs> I think it breaks the pacing of the game at the moment. Maybe when I come, when I become more proficient, maybe it'll be easier. It'll be a, it won't be a factor. And you never feel, I don't feel heroic. I don't feel like a, a hero when I'm slowly, painfully trying to build a, a raft or a Korok. I mean, there's nothing you just, heroic you just need about to think it. outside the box, or just ignore the Koroks, just punish them. <laughs> but it, it, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, I can see what they want me to do here, and other times it's like, you know what? I'm just going to build a really big stick. I'm just going to build a really big stick and climb up it. That's the solution. <laughs> Everything can be solved with a big enough stick. I mean, despite the fact I just mentioned physics jank with recall it is impressive that there's very little physics jank you know i i think like a whole bunch of game devs were commenting on twitter like after the game came out how amazing it is that it isn't a total jank fest you know because like most game physics especially with just like arbitrary building there's there's a very high risk of things just starting to like vibrate and clip into each other and going and then like the vibrations just accelerate into infinity you know and things just like fly apart or fly off into the horizon team rockets blasting off again it doesn't do that on this like it it just works really well you know maybe it's not realistic but things kind of behave in the expected way i think you said it uh i think you said it quite well it's not realistic it just it but it's intuitive exactly you know that's a huge achievement especially considering they don't have much computational horsepower to work with so <laughs> yeah it doesn't try to calculate the physics at a rate where it will cr- create all this vibrating vibrations or juddering you, you know what maybe you're right maybe like it's weird that like less is more you know, maybe they're having to very aggressively like put objects to sleep and be like, don't simulate. But that actually also turns out is the right thing to do to stop it being yeah. incredibly unstable. And then the other, well, actually, what what are the mechanics of this game? We described the powers. The other one that I think was not revealed at all pre-launch are the depths. Since... Everyone knew about the Sky Islands. That was like a huge thing. You know, we thought the game was mostly going to be set in the sky and the land of Hyrule is kind of like an afterthought. It's like an Easter egg is like from the previous game. But like the Sky Islands are actually the afterthought. They're relatively small, but the depths, there's a huge whole other world under the ground. And there's a whole like light and dark mechanic like literally it's like pitch black and you have to you have to light it up that is amazing too even right now i don't know what the extent of the gloom then the depths is or are so, so you've been down there i have been down there okay 
have you found a light root? Yes, I have. And you've got light blooms, right? You know that you can be shooting or throwing light blooms to actually like light up the area. Yeah, yeah, I do. I think that's one of the first quests. Yeah, I guess they make you do that to make sure you know how to do it. But again, it's just like amazing. You know, like it's like real time lighting on the Switch and it just looks, it looks correct. Like, you know, again, that's really impressive. You know, like much more powerful machines have failed to do such good looking lighting. I would also like to say one of my predictions was technically correct. I, you know, having said that, I don't think I actually said it on the podcast. I think I just said it to you afterwards. But, you know, I was saying, I bet those those malice holes that people are talking about in the trailer are portals to a dark world. And, you know, technically it's a dark world. I mean, it's not it's not like the two worlds idea that I had in my mind. But, you know, it's kind of there. Technically correct. Do you think... Nintendo changed the game at all after seeing Elden Ring. No, I don't think they did. I wish they did, though. Oh, boo! I think you say something contentious. We wouldn't have these like piddly dungeons if we <laughs> if they copied them, and we wouldn't have um, weapons that broke all the time. Yeah, there's something I that's something I wish they'd learned. You know what? Also, your horse can't even single jump, let alone double jump. Yeah. Rubbish. Everything fits together seamlessly. Nothing feels like it's been shoehorned in. Can I say that even about the building? Even about the building. Even about the building, they've really thought about it. The, the building is quite integral to the game. Come yeah. on. <laughs> what do you think? Do you think maybe you can say something contentious? I mean, I the thing is like i did not know the depths existed and the first time i went to do they call them chasms isn't it like yeah the hyrule field chasm the first time i went to that that first chasm they suggest you go to and jump down it and it it just kept going i was going down and down and down and I like had a flashback to elden ring and i was thinking this is just like when i got on that lift at sofria river and it just went down and down and down and down. And I was thinking like when Nintendo were playing Elden Ring and they got to that lift, they must have been like, oh, shit, they did it first, you know, because <laughs> it's, it's basically the same. Like Elden Ring also has this like big, unexpected underground world. But I, I think it's just what convergent evolution. You know, they, they both just happen to have done the same thing. And other than that, I don't know. I mean, there are moments that feel kind of similar in some way, but actually I can't really recall any of them specifically other than that one with the chasm. Because also like generally the solution to them is so different. You know, like the combat in the two games is like, there's like tiny, tiny superficial similarities with like parrying and stuff. But other than that, it's like totally, totally different. And traversal, again, totally totally different like you have so much more freedom in tears of the kingdom you know like elden ring you see a castle atop the hill and you have to try and figure out how to get there and actually there's some very defined path with some very you know well-crafted encounters you could, it's an adventure to get there 
you know, and like maybe that exists in Tears of the Kingdom, but also you can just glue a bunch of springs together and some rockets and then just go straight there. Right. It's like, well, I could go around around the side or I could just go straight up. So Yeah, there is some overlaps. I mean the caves, the wells. I mean there are no wells. Or maybe there are wells in Elden Ring. And how you explore the land is the same. I mean, yes, you're trying to reach the next bonfire, but in Zelda, you're just trying to find the next shrine to expand your reach. Well, well, it's the Skyview Towers, really, I guess. Well, that's equivalent to finding the map in Elden Ring. Well, yes and no, right? Like, I think, I think the Shaker Towers were like finding the map, but the Skyview Tower, like, it just literally blasts you straight into the air. Like, it gives you so much travel. Yeah. I mean, it's, in a way, it's problematic because it's just like way too easy to just go point to point you know, and like miss out so much stuff. Like I, I actually started trying very deliberately not to make too much use of them and, and to make, you know, to make sure I walked from place to place to experience more of the world. Like I, I'm deliberately trying to take more in. That's interesting. Cause I think like something that Tears of King, Tears of King does really well is not making you have to walk everywhere. Well, I mean, you don't have to, but I'm, I'm choosing to. You know, I'm I'm stopping to smell the roses. I always think of it as like fast travel done right. Yeah, I mean, and you you've got traditional fast travel as well, I guess. Yeah, and you've got a horse as well, which you're not using. It sounds like not much. I, I you know I, I've tried, I've tried, but so often my, I end up parking my horse somewhere and then forgetting about it, and then being on the other side of the map to it, and being like, oh yeah, yeah, you, you really don't feel. There's not a strong bond with your horse. I, I'm not building it. And that's part of Zelda, though. That should be part of Zelda. <laughs> that, should watch, that should be part of Zelda that I don't give <laughs> two figs about my horse. <laughs> I Complete opposite. You should be able to summon it. It, it, should, it needs to be like Torrent. I need to be able to like whistle and have it just appear. Yeah. That's what auto build is for. My car is my horse now. My hover bike. Actually, you know what? I haven't built a hover bike. That, that's like that's the whole thing isn't it everyone was like trying to find the most efficient way of getting around and then yeah i haven't done it i'm i'm trying to experience it you know i'm trying to take it all in do you fight all the things no who does that okay you might i i did find myself fighting constructs whenever i saw them for a while to to get more you know zonai charges but yeah, a lot of the time I don't know. I mean, I I will sometimes, especially if it's like a silver enemy or something, because it's, you know, they got they got good horns, which is what Nintendo wanted. Damn it! I'm I'm just I'm just supporting their stupid breaking weapons business. I'm validating their ridiculous game design philosophy. Ugh. Let's talk about other things we've missed. All the open world nonsense that we've not talked about. I mean, there's like, okay, the, the thing is that there's so much more we could talk about, right? But then it's going to be like a whole episode in itself. I mean, there's, there's bubble frogs, there's wells, which you seem to, you seem to particularly like. Well, actually, you know what? I mean, it's true. The wells were nice because they were in the first game too, but they were, they were all filled in. And now you, now you can jump down them and have a splish splash. 
there's there's that guy with the sign. I've forgotten his name already. Yep. It's terrible. But that, that guy with the sign that falls over. I just noticed for Mr. Hudson, but I don't know who the guy is. Yeah, exactly. We've, just, we've all just forgotten that guy's name. But he's like, oh, I'm going to support you. It's really funny. He's got a sign with his boss's face on it. And then I was like, try letting go. And he just lets go. And obviously it falls on the ground. And he's like, unforgivable. You know, I, I was actually really confused at first. And then I was like, oh, wait, I've got to build something to hold the sign up. And I thought it was just a one-off, but he's he's freaking everywhere. <laughs> he's he's everywhere, and his sign gets worse and worse. You know, like every, the design of it is like more and more precarious. Koroks are back. Koroks are back. There, I think there's just too much of this, too many distractions now. I can't say no to the distractions as well. It's, it's like drugs just say no there's a there's a korok i need to reach my friends like that's nice for you see ya <laughs> so how so what's your loop how do you engage with the game do you just say is that what you say to the koroks I, i'm just i'm just going where i want to go i'm just by you doing all the things are you exploring all the caves I, I will, all the worlds i will go and talk to the korok and i'll see where the green smoke is and if it looks like not a total pain in the ass, then I will go and carry that Korok there or strap a rocket to him or something. And if it looks something ridiculous, like I've got to build a special raft and wend my way through a load of enemies, I'll be like, yeah, maybe another day. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and what about the sign? You're always going to have the I'm always going to do the sign. sign. The sign's so fun. <laughs> I love doing the sign. And then the well and the cave, you'll always explore them or you won't? I will. <laughs> Is yeah, it's true. It's true. I can't help it. That's why I haven't finished the game. <laughs> I'm walking everywhere. I'm going to every cave. I don't... <sighs> you know, I'm seriously triggered because there's one... There's Whenever you get the bubble frog for a cave, it puts a little tick on the map, right? And there is one cave for which I just didn't get the bubble frog. And it's like miles away and I don't have a shrine near there. And I just cannot be bothered to go back there, but it's just always haunting me. I'm like, I need to go back to that cave. I'm not. So, yes, I engage with the game the same way you have, but I'm not enjoying it. Just don't do it if it's not fun. I can't, but I can't help myself. So I want the good gear. I, what if the rewards for doing all this are worth it? They're not. They don't matter at all. You know what? What gear am I wearing? I, I went and got all this cool armor and stuff. I'm not wearing it at all. I'm wearing the bog standard Hylian armor because I've upgraded it three times because it was cheap. I, I've got cool stuff. I'm just I just put it on for fashion every now and then, and then I change back. Zelda, we rely on your knight and that legendary sword he carries. Our last line of defense will be Link. Link. Highlights. No major spoilers. 
from a story perspective. Am I starting? Yeah, you are. The cold open. This was so good. I I honestly thought this was so good. You know, boot up the game, no title screen, just immediately there's you and Zelda and you're underground and you're, you know, you're exploring the source of the gloom under the castle. It, it's this, It's basically the scene from the trailer and it just goes straight into it. And you've got 30 hearts, which is the max from Breath of the Wild. And they're arranged like they are in Breath of the Wild. But it's, you know what? The thing I find really interesting about this is the max hearts in Tears of the Kingdom is 40. And the hearts, like the number of hearts that are on one line is not the same as it is at the start of the game. So the start of the game, literally, they did that specially just so it looks like you got everything from Breath of the Wild. So good. So atmospheric. But it's too long. What that extends into. Okay, we're talking about the Great Sky Island now, is it? Yeah. Okay. And it's quite overwhelming. This is more an observation than it being a negative. I agree it was too long. I really like the cold open. I really, I also really like the fact that there's a story reason why you're back to like three hearts and like one stamina wheel, right? Like literally... It's all been like sucked out of you, you know, and, and you lose your freaking arm. Like you literally, you lose an arm and they've just got to glue another one on, you know. <laughs> but then, yeah, the whole Great Sky Island, as fun as it was, it would have been more fun if it was optional. Just give me the four powers and the paraglider and I'm going to be off, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that would have been, honestly, I think, much better. But I'm sure... They do need to set you up with the Ultra Hand and the building, though. I mean, I get why they did it. And it's like, but it's just like, number one, it's like a lowest common denominator thing. Like, you're forcing us all through this. Yeah, I just just want the paraglider, you know? (laughs) We're just all being forced to sit through this until we get it. And also, think of the impact on speedruns. It's like the Great Plateau again, you know? If not for that, we, we could be over in like half the time. Come on. I f- it felt, I, the Great Plateau felt like it was quicker. Yeah, I, I think it was. And I feel like, oh, I've done, I've done the Great Plateau. I can start the game f- proper. I feel the time it's taken for me to start the game proper is like 10 hours, at least, if not more. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you're right. I, I think it's because the powers are just so much more complicated this time like the potential of them again particularly ultra hand i guess ultra hand is you know there's so much you can do with it and then the others i guess they're just like they're just harder conceptually so they feel they need to walk you through it a few times to make sure you've got it which is fair but it but it really is long that I, I really, yeah, I, it was actually starting to drag, you know, like by the time I finally got the paraglider, I was like, oh, thank goodness. Like now the game's actually starting. So if you're basically just at that point, you know, next time you're going to be going, it's better than Breath of the Wild. May do. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because you know what? I, I'm just thinking now, like I really thought I would miss the bombs, particularly from Breath of the Wild. 
but I've just got I've just got so many other ridiculous things I can do now that I don't mind, you know. I already mentioned it, but being blasted from a Skyview Tower, that was great. I can imagine it being better when you have enough stamina. Yeah, you, you get more and more options as, as the game goes on. I remember one of the first challenges I came across where you had to tidy up a toy seller's cart. Have you, have you, did you come across this? I, I've come across this, yeah. There's like, there's like a cart full of like plushy sand seals and then you talk to the person and it freaks out the horse and they get like thrown all over the area. And then you've got like one minute to put them all back in the cart. So I, I did this challenge and I failed miserably because I was trying to place them one by one into the, into the cart. But what I realised when I did complete it is I could just stick them all together Katamari style and have one big plushy blob. Yeah. Which that, was that's what I did. I did that immediately. Sorry, Ting. <laughs> that's okay. what I did straight away. I guess this is why I need the slow ramp up because I need to appreciate the power of Ultra Hand. Yeah. Behold the power. Okay, so now I'm finally going to talk about the horses because the thing that surprised me, the first time I registered a horse, they were like, oh, you've already got some horses registered here. And I was like, wait a minute. And then all of my Breath of the Wild horses were there. Da, 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 da. That was a great moment. That was really cool. There was also like, wow, I can I can totally ditch this rubbish horse now. I'm getting back on my like amazing five star horse. But did you name one of your horses a pono? No. Actually, what do you name your horses? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Actually, wait. Can you name a horse a pono? I assume you can't. Why not? That's, it's an amiibo horse, isn't it? There's like an special Epona amiibo. That gives you literally Epona. And and that Epona has to be called Epona. You can't call it anything else. That'll be disappointing. That'll be disappointing. What have I named my horses? Uh I well, I well, I know what I named it because I <laughs> it loaded it from Breath of the Wild. We called it Whisper. I'm pretty sure April named that horse. I'm not sure why I would name a horse Whisper. Wait, 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 wait. You've only got one horse. From Breath of the Wild. Yeah. What? What? We've got better things to do. <laughs> How many horses do I need? I'm only riding one horse. I, I got the. I, I've got. I've got one good horse, and then I've got all the special horses too. Do you? Do you not have like the white horse or like no. the giant horse? No. And then from Tears of the Kingdom, I've got like the golden horse and the other giant horse and the spotty horse. Wait, wait. How are you? Let's go. Yeah, let's attack it now. Are you using a wiki? No. How are you finding all these horses? I just I just happened to find them. I just like found this weird horse. I, I like I found this cool looking horse, and then I tamed it. And I took it back to the stable, and it turned out there was a quest for that horse. And then they told me about the quest afterwards, and they were like, "Oh!" And then like a new quest will pop up, and then immediately pops up completed. I was like, "Oh, great! I did it." Yeah, I'm not looking out for funny. I'm not looking for weird-looking horses or cool-looking horses. Maybe I should. I do think it's funny because, actually, I also have a horse named Whisper. What? <laughs> yeah, but how, you, how is yours spelled? Oh, the regular Whisper. Okay, mine is spelled like the chocolate bar. Why are we... Because <laughs> all of my horses are named after chocolate bars. I've got Snickers. 
I've got Toblerone. I've got Whisper. I've got Milky, as in Milky Bar. I've got Bueno. You've got Mars. I don't have Mars. Who calls a horse Mars? No, I'm <laughs> kidding. That's a great idea. I should totally call a horse Mars. Yeah, that's cool. I think that's a cool way, a cool theme for your horses, actually. Yeah, when you release your suite of products. Um, yeah, codename them Chocolate Pass. Yeah, there you go. Still slightly weird, we both named them Whisper. Yeah, it's just like, it's just convergent evolution. Again. The the other thing I I liked, but also find kind of weird, is, you know, as well as the horses, what are the other things that have slash haven't been carried over from Breath of the Wild? Because I find it really weird, the characters that do know you and the ones that act like they don't. Because, like, Hestu... The, you know, the giant Korok with the maracas. He just acts like he's never met you before. Or Bolson. Again, he just acts like he's never met you before. But then like Hudson, Hudson acts like he knows you. He knows you and he mentions like Tarrytown and the wedding and all this stuff, which actually, you know, you didn't have to do that. I mean, I did do that in Breath of the Wild, but like, I'm guessing you didn't because you didn't do all the side content. Yeah. I didn't do it. Yeah. But so so it's weird, right? That like Hestu, who you definitely did interact with, is going to act like he didn't know you. And Hudson, who you didn't really interact with, is going to act like your best mates. Maybe you didn't get enough Korok seeds. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Imagine if you, get, if you get the big one, that's your reward. He's insulted. He's pretending <laughs> he doesn't know you. I don't know. I, I just think... I mean, in the end, I think this is just an example of Nintendo doesn't really care about lore. And no. there's like, there's just like just enough continuity to get by. Because there's many things that are just completely unexplained or make no real sense. Like, I know they called it the upheaval and all the skylines came, you know, but like, where did they come from? And where did all the Shaker Tech go? You know, like, where are all the towers? Where's the Shrine of Resurrection? Where are the Divine Beasts? what happened to all the guardians you know like it's all just literally just vanished you don't believe they'll explain that in the i don't remaining... believe they will i don't i don't think so so you know and it's, it's kind of hand wavy as well how much time has passed because also i think link and zelda well actually zelda's like a hundred in fact you're both like a hundred but like you were in suspended animation and zelda was in like some weird golden bubble i don't know but like they're both supposed to be quite young right so if there's notionally like five years between Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, I think that's what, that's the kind of number of people are settling on. You know, like they'd probably look a bit different too. And it's, like, it's all just kind of glossed over, right? So I don't know. I was actually thinking like, you know, my own headcanon is like, this is actually an alternate universe that just happens to be very similar to the one from Breath of the Wild, but it's literally just an alternate universe. So just, just don't worry about it, right? There's, there's no continuity because it's actually a different one. That's just like very similar. I'm not familiar with the Zelda timeline. I thought, you know, with Wind Waker, they just said it's just a tunic and. Oh, I'm, I mean, I'm not even talking about the overall timeline. I'm just talking <laughs> about like direct sequel connections. Yeah. The overall timeline is total BS. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, 
I really think as well, like it's probably better to think of Zelda like Final Fantasy and not worry about the connections between all of the games. Again, yeah, like like it's just a tunic. That's probably the good thing to think about. You know, like what are the connections between Final Fantasy games? There's usually a character called Sid. There's Chocobos. There's some spells that are kind of the same. You know, like Ultima, blah blah blah. But you know, there are direct sequel Final Fantasies, and I think they manage their continuity better than this. So. Shigeru Miyamoto, he hates stories. He's like you. You should be a pro game designer. I should be learning from you. Yeah, I think I would be. I would do the pro game design. You would do the law. <laughs> yeah. We haven't talked about building. Have there been any highlights when it comes to building? Big stick. <laughs> and big stick. Big stick. Make a big stick, prop it up, climb up it. Oh. Or or two springs. Two springs, another good one. How are you deploying the two springs? Literally, auto build, plop down two springs that are glued together, stand on top of them, <laughs> hit it with a stick, <laughs> boing, now I'm really high in the air. Okay, fine, fine. What about your first experience of building? Or has it been like a smooth journey for you? I, I, my building has actually not been very good, honestly. I, I am mostly solving things by by big stick or <laughs> or boring car, like literally like boring car or boring hoverboat or something. Like I have not built anything like really cool. So I'm sorry to disappoint. I, I, I've seen actually on YouTube some really cool things, but I haven't done it. I have had some like sick Korok launchers. Like I really yeah, did I strap Korok. a rocket to a Korok and it it blasted off and it literally landed right on, you know, his friend. And I was just like, yeah, you know, bullseye, bam. So I, I've had a few good ones of those. Yeah, I think that, that can be an art form. I wish I could just do Korok launchers. That's what I should do next. My, my first experience I wrote, I put down here is, I mentioned I strap a rocket to a, a platform to get across a river. But the, the, what made me chuckle is I had a fan just to get me over the last stretch of the river. Because I didn't think, okay, what if it doesn't make it? It'll just land in the river and then it'll just, the currents will carry it away. So I had this brilliant idea where, yes, launch it with the rocket and then the fan will carry it over. Job done. Easy. What I've done is I put the fan the wrong way. <laughs> oh, no. So yes, it was a good launch, but it started coming back to, to the wrong side of the the river. And <laughs> but for once in Zelda, I decided to think quick, and I managed to get to the outside of the bank and just ultra hand the whole thing over. Very good, very good. And I did say, you know, I feel heroic at that when you're building. Shit. That one moment, I did. <laughs> this was to get a Korok over the river. Yeah. Okay. And also, I learned painfully that if you save the game, your builds aren't saved. Oh, yeah. That is annoying. That is annoying and sad. I mean, I think there's a lot of potential to building and I'm just not been exercising it. I mean, I'm just hoarding a lot of stuff as as I like to. Because you get, you know, have you found, actually, have you found one of these yet? The, uh, like, the Zonai capsule dispensers. That's what. That's why I was trying to get more Zono charges. Yeah. So I'm just like keep hoarding all the stuff from those. But I very rarely use it. I don't really understand the dispensers. It's. I get the impression they're random. 
I think they are well. I think they've got set things that they can dispense, but you you get a random selection of those things, and you can also look at your map to see what are the things that that particular dispenser could dispense. But but there's some cool stuff like you know later on what well, there's like there's like a freaking laser gun, you know, and there's a I think there's like a a tracking turret so like it's like a head and it will like look at enemies so you can obviously get this head and you can put the laser gun on top of it and like it will just laser enemies for you for example have you done any of the geoglyphs i think you need to do one you're required to do one required you get a main quest to do one i think yep yep so you've done that one yes i've done that one and I've okay. seen another one, but I couldn't be bothered to go to it. You couldn't be bothered. I really like the geoglyphs. I thought they were great. Well, I didn't really make the connection. <laughs> now I know what I know. Hundred percent know what they are. I will go and seek it out. Yeah. So I mean, I guess this this is a minor spoiler if you really care. Like block your ears. Like they are the equivalent of the memories from Breath of the Wild. So you you get a little cutscene of of the past, but is like the past that Zelda is in so it's like really long ago I I, I don't know I really enjoyed I, I actually ended up seeking them out like I broke my I'm just gonna do it organically rule and I just like hit up all the geoglyphs like that was my that was like my mission I don't understand how can you hit up all the geoglyphs I just found out where they all were and I went to them how do you know where they all are oh and I didn't use a wiki yeah yeah there is a there's a map. Cool. There's a map in the game world, and I took a picture of it with my with my Pura pad, and I was I was having to open up that picture and look at the map, which is itself really cool. I think there's actually a few situations like that where there's literally a map in the game world, and and you're like, take a picture, it'll last longer, you know, and then you can you can refer to it. So yeah, I I got those done, and there's also like a massive like Chekhov's gun, in in one of those memories. Where it's like, why are you telling me this very specific piece of law? Like, this is clearly going to happen later. Uh, I think they should have finessed that a little bit more. But, you know. On the other hand, I got to feel very clever because, like, I was like, this is definitely happening later. And then it happened later. And I was like, I knew it. I'm such a genius. I can predict a really obvious thing. Have you ridden a dragon? No, I have not. Yeah. You can ride the dragons now. I, I, and I rode a dragon down into a chasm. That was super cool. I, I was just minding my own business. Then I heard the dragon music. And then I realized like it was literally going down past me into the ground. And I just like jumped on the back of it. And then I was just like riding around on the back of the dragon in the depths. It doesn't sound like you have control of the dragon. You do not have control of the dragon. It's a dragon. Yeah, then that's don't... I don't need that in my life. <laughs> you don't need that in your life. You totally need that in your life. It's so cool. You should do it. Yeah, is really cool. Gloom hands. Have you encountered any oh, gloom hands? Terrible. Yes, I have. <laughs> what? What? Where did you encounter the gloom hands? In a cave. Oh, in a cave. Yeah. So, so what happened? I thought it was just gloom, and I thought, oh, fine. Besides Number, I don't know what happened first, where the hands popped up first or it started moving first. But when they started, the hands were there and they, it, the, the patch was moving, then I appreciated the full horror. 
Yeah, that is a freaking nightmare, seriously, because I, I did not know this was in the game. I mean, for me, it was outside and I just saw like this patch of gloom and I was just like, oh, weird, this is like a patch of gloom in the middle of nowhere. And then, yeah, it starts sliding towards you and then the hands come out. And then and then I was like, I can take this. And then one of them grabbed me and, and I was just like, I cannot take this. I'm running away. And then it chases you really far. You know, like it does not give up. It's quick as well. Yeah, I, I think I actually had to like it. climb a tree or something to get away from it. Like, yeah. So the benefit of the cave is you can just ascend. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's okay. Okay, and, and you haven't managed to kill one. No, I'm hoping you can. I have managed to kill one pretty recently. Yeah, because like I was always just running away from them. I, I'm I'm finally at a point where it's actually doable. It's like the guardians, I guess. I I guess they're kind of like the guardians, but they're they're much rarer. But yeah, I have managed to kill one now, and I will say no more. We we can talk about it if you do it. <laughs> have you had any funny deaths? I mean, define funny. <laughs> Where you chuckled to yourself, like I died to quicksand, which seemed kind of obvious. I've I got warnings prior to it, but it's like, <laughs> is yeah. that funny? <laughs> it's like, funny at all, <laughs> idiot. And bomb arrows, I- I've died to bomb arrows, <laughs> especially when I'm taking ones. It, what are they called? Like likes? Is that? Yeah, like likes. That that is also a cool Zelda callback, you know. Yeah, like likes. They're kind of terrifying too. The first time uh, you catch them, yeah, they are. And I was, you know, using all the bomb arrows because I don't want I want to kill those things as quick as possible. I don't want them in my life. It's, it's a funny way to die. Yeah, just shooting shooting yourself in the face. And I've run out of stamina with the paraglider. I think that was because, you know, user error at the beginning. Yeah, I've done that too. Like you you run out of stamina, you drop. And then you actually can pull out the paraglider one more time when that happens. So you're not actually dead. You're just going to wait till you're near the ground and then pull it out. But of course, of course, the first time that happened, I was like, oh, and I immediately pulled out again. And then just like plummeted 600 feet and then died. <laughs> Oh, there was another time when I I was on a sky island and for the first time I found some fairies and I was like, oh, great. Because, you know, it's, the fairies like a get out of jail free card, right? Because the, they just like res you when you run out of hearts. So I was like, OK, great. And I managed to collect like three fairies. And then I had to do this like skydiving challenge. And I immediately just like face planted three times into the ground and they immediately used up all three fairies. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> it's good to hear that you're still human. Mm, yes, sadly. Okay. Things that I guess I can't really talk about or I don't want to talk about because they're very spoilery. And I want you to be further in the game because it'll be a more interesting conversation. This is a conversation for maybe like, you know, a few months time. Finding the Master Sword and obtaining the Master Sword. I will say no more. And finding Ganon, like accidentally. I was just exploring and exploring and exploring. And then 
I was like, wait a minute. This is this is probably the end of the game. And it was the end of the game. Like I triggered like the final fight. And then I was like, okay, I don't want to do this now. And I really did my safe game. But that was cool. Being like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I know where I am. And then, yeah. In hindsight, I was like, wow, I should have seen this coming. But I totally did not see it coming. And I suppose one final comment is a different friend said, you know, this is the real Skyward Sword, which I, which I thought was quite funny. This is the game that like fulfills the promise of like what we thought we were going to get with Skyward Sword. Except the dungeons are crap. <laughs> crap is too strong. They're okay. You're sta- yeah, you're undoing. <laughs> you're backtracking. I'm backtracking. I'm sorry. It's late. It's late. I've had no sleep. a king's revival and the birth of his new world. Shall we summarize? Yeah, let's summarize. I think it's really great. I think it's really great, and I think it's I think it's better than Breath of the Wild. I think it, you know, it's it's Breath of the Wild with six years of usability tweaks. And there's really so much to the game. It's Breath of the Wild plus a sky world plus an underground world. It's got all of the DLC from Breath of the Wild basically baked into the base game. You know, it's like it's got the hero's path. It's got all the wacky armor sets that got added as DLC. And there's a lot more stuff that I have not said. You know, there's a lot more things that I have I have done. There's actually and there's a lot more mechanics to the game that I have not talked about because spoilers, you know, and you haven't got there yet. So I'm looking forward to talking about this again in, you know, for a part two where I will actually just probably talk about a lot of lore and your eyes will glaze over and you can talk about some mechanics, (laughs) some more mechanics. Yeah, I probably haven't played enough to say whether it's better or not. Yeah, I think you're just at the point where it's getting good. Okay. I mean, I know that's terrible too. Like, games should be good from the get-go. They shouldn't take 10 hours to get going. But it's not like it was bad. Yeah, it's not like it was bad. And I don't mind investing the time if there's the payoff. Are there building mechanics, which I don't know about, that'll make building better? I mean, there's auto-build. So it may not get any better. <laughs> it may not get any better. There's also just, like, rockets are your friend it's just, just like strap a rocket on it <laughs> literally if, if you can't be bothered to solve a shrine just glue a rocket on your shield and then just like fly to the end 
I need to just, I, do I need to do this? I need to find my two trademark builds that I always just rely on. Yeah. Two springs and strap a rocket on it. Oh, also big stick. Big stick. I, I'm, I'm completely serious. Big stick. I think the building will be more fun if you feel like you're subverting the game. Then you get to feel like a genius. And flying, the wings are fun. Flying is fun. Or just build a hover bike. I mean, I haven't actually done it, but if you're feeling time poor or cooking, just make stamina potions and they just like fly everywhere. You know, it's a moment I didn't mention, but now I'm going to mention it at completely the wrong time. Going, going to Hyrule Castle, like right at the beginning of the game. Cause you know, it's up in the air. And then once you've got the paraglider, I just made some stamina potions and I just sky view launched myself <gasps> and then drank stamina potions until I could get to Hyrule Castle where I got some cool weapons that I have like still I'm still carrying around with me because they're too good to use you know it's like dumb just play at your own pace as well just just do what seems fun um I think this is my problem yeah just 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 ignore those Koroks they're needy they need to pull themselves up by their own bootstraps uh, this is a joke by the way this is a joke it's it's not ultra ultra capitalist mike ultra capitalist mike says I don't know, throw Koroks in the river or something. But everyone, we know, but we all want a big inventory. Yeah. So we'll get those seeds. I've mostly been doing the Koroks. <laughs> I, I have mostly been doing the Koroks. I, I also can't resist. This is like the last sentence, last line. We haven't even talked about the music. Uh, the music. I love the music. Actually, I love the trailer music specifically. There's, I, I think everyone loves that same bit where is it a saxophone? I can't. I, I thought it was a flute, but maybe it's a saxophone. I mean, it's just, I, I, I am seriously looking forward to that bit of the Game Awards where they play that soundtrack. It's gonna be so epic. I, you know, I've, I've also heard. That piece of music is not actually even in the game. It is just for the trailer. But it is so good. But even when you're trotting, when you're... I don't know. Actually, I have no idea what music plays when you're traversing the land. I mean, whether you're on the, horse the or horse by foot. Music. The horse music. I was, I was going to go with the horse music, but I don't actually don't know if it's just tied, if it's tied to the horse. It, it, I think it is tied to the horse. The it horse plays, music. Like, plinky plonky yes. piano music. Yes, I love the horse music. It's, it's from Breath of the Wild. There's nothing new. Is that a problem? No, there's, there's no problem. But it's no, like, amazing saxophone solo. <laughs> so epic. So epic. Shall we close? Yeah, fine. Let's close. Let, there'll be a part two. I want to do a part two. I want to do a part two after I finish the game and Ting has played some more. And we can do a deep lore dive on, I don't know, Zonai and whether they have stubby legs. Let's go. We were Lost Levels Club. We still are Lost Levels Club. Please rate and subscribe to us on your podcasting platform. Please, please, please. You can find us on email. Mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club. On Twitter. At Lost Levels Club. Anywhere else? Can't be bothered. Nah. So, Mike. <laughs>
What are you grateful for today? I am grateful. It's the weekend. Ugh. I've been in London, but I've been working in London. I've been working in London on a self-funded trip. What's going on, you know? But I've taken Monday to Wednesday off, so I'm looking forward to like having some time off. But everyone's working. You're in the right time zone now. All the hours, all the all the hours are good for you now. I mean, there was a funny moment at work where someone was booking in a meeting with me, and then they commented like, "I thought there was something wrong with your calendar at first because all of your meetings." fit perfectly into London hours and I was like yeah I was like but you're in Singapore and I was like yeah was like that must be awful and I was just like no comment <laughs> so Michael says bye bye bye